What is up, Hustle and Fitness Bootcamp listeners? We are back together. We've, we've been apart for a little while. I'm here with my co-host, Dave. And Dave, if people are new to the podcast, what can they expect to hear about? Everything, especially things related to personal development, mm-hmm. mindset, um, life lessons, ways to improve themselves in all sorts of areas. So yeah, very self-development based and with the occasional Simpsons reference or bad joke that probably we only laugh at. But lots of good stuff. So welcome. We are standing here um, with some new microphones and we're going to see how this one sounds. I'm hoping it sounds great. If it sounds terrible, we apologize, but we'll do our best. But we've got a pretty cool setup. We used to share this little microphone. Yeah, we share everything. Most things in life. But now we have these two microphones with stands. We can stand apart from each other, which is is hard though because we do like to be near each other. We can Um, still hold hands though if we really wanted to. Yes, which would be lovely. Um, It's a cool setup. So we're pumped to do this and probably bring more interviews in the future as well with other cool cats doing well in life. Yeah. Jake Turnbull, tell them what we're going to tell them about today. We are going to tell them about the most uncool thing that you can do while still enhancing your life. And actually why the uncool kids succeed the most in life. That's right. Which is very interesting. Imagine if you went to a school and you were like, see all those uncool kids? They're going to be the fucking leaders of the world. That's going to be your boss one day. Have fun when he doesn't pay you well and you get no benefits and he makes you work overtime Well, he drives his Ferrari around. Oh, yeah. New Lamborghini. They'd probably make fun of the, the uncool kids more if you did that. They'd be like, well, we better pick on them now. Let's go uh, Let's go tease old Timmy over there. Fuck you for the future, Timmy. Anyway, why uncool kids succeed? It's a funny topic um, that, yeah, probably a lot of people haven't really considered, I guess. So we're taken back to a little bit of high school days, yeah. which I think is where this begins. Um, what do we mean by that, Mr. Turnbull? Why do uncool kids probably succeed in life? Well, so when I think back to high school, and I think... Everyone would have gone through this uh, in one way or another. There's the social hierarchy. Everything's about status, whether we realize it or not. Really, all we want to do in high school is fit in for the most part. Like we're going through all these changes. It can be a very confusing time with lots of new experiences. And fitting in is probably, I would say, up there on pretty much every kid's um list of agenda their agenda list of agendas they get up in the morning and they're like number one (laughs) brush teeth (laughs) (laughs) number two fit in well the day was successful um yeah and so it's a time of life where we go from uh, from being younger all we really crave is our parents love and as we go through this age of going from primary school to high school that shifts to needing the love and the um recognition of our peers and fitting in definitely and anything that we do at that time that makes us not look cool and not fit in is seen as bad taboo. Like we avoid it like the plague if we have to do anything that makes us look uncool. That's right. But um, here's what's interesting. And I'll start you with a, a quick story. So in high school, I hated subjects. There was two in particular. I hated art and I hated music. Mm. They were my two least favorite subjects. And the reason was I thought I was bad at them. And I hated them because I just in my brain, I couldn't draw and I couldn't do art and this and that, right? And every time we went to a class, I would do the absolute bare minimum in those classes yeah. because I didn't want to be seen how bad I was at art. And I remember one specific thing. We had to do like a family like drawing and I drew stick figures. <laughs> that was it. It was like draw your family or something. And I just did stick figures in like two minutes. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> um, and when you think about it, the reason I didn't want to actually try to do it properly is if, if I tried and then people saw how bad it was when I tried – I would look. I would look so stupid. Like it would. It would. It would be like, oh, look at him. He tried. Yeah. Look at how bad that is. And he tried. And so I didn't even try. And for all I know, I could have been quite good at art, but I'll never know because I never tried. 
I know we said before we came on, we talk about the kids in PD class, right? You That's remember right. this, Jake? And tell them about the kids in PD and PE that used to uh, not yeah, get into it. So in PE, like probably our favorite subject, mm-hmm. uh, being the sporty kids that we were, there, there's almost, there would almost always be these kids that would stand at the back of class with their hands in their pockets, seemingly not trying. And to us, because we absolutely love that subject, we, we were just like, why aren't they getting involved? They're not even trying. And what's really fascinating is, they would have be, probably have been going through that exact same experience that you had in music and yeah, art. Yeah, they were, subject. They yep. didn't want to see that. They didn't want to show that they were trying and fail for for the fear of looking stupid and looking, you know, incompetent at that particular skill. It's it's really funny. Those kids were probably the ones that were excelling in art and music, mm. um, you know, because for whatever reason, that's what they spend more of their time doing. And what comes to mind when we talk about these things is. Would you say that you had a fixed mindset when it came to your ability in music? 100%. 100%. I was bad at art and it wasn't a conversation that anyone was going to have with me. Like I was just not good at it. It wasn't for me. Yeah. But now that we um, can talk about this with the perspective of many years and uh, understanding of fixed and growth mindset, would you say that right now, if you wanted to get better at music and art, would you say that you can do that? Dude, one of the one of the biggest things I've learned from my business stuff is I had to learn how to make images for ads. So as I start making like social media marketing, you have to make images. So I go on those websites like Canva and I have to like figure out how to like design an image and put the words and mm-hmm. there's this element of arty design and I've got to go decent at it and I can do yeah. a pretty nice image now. And I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? I'm not bad at art. I've never tried. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's that shift. And the reason we say the uncool, like we, we started with that preface, we want to fit in. When you try something looks bad, you put yourself out there to be judged. You put yourself out there to be, okay, look at him trying, but he's bad. You get this, this social now. Um, yeah, judgment essentially. And yeah, when you risk that, if, if you, and this might not even be true, but in your brain, you're thinking, if I get judged to be bad, I'm going to be out of the group. I'm not going to think I'm cool. What's Susie going to think over there? You know, I really want to impress her. Um, yeah. And so that, that's where this starts. And the reason we say the uncool kids ones who succeed, there is no way, physically no way in the world to succeed at anything without effort, without being willing to try. And if you're naturally good at something, fantastic. You've got a bit of a leg up. And we could argue nature, nurture, and all that genetic bullshit till yeah. the cows come home. For some reason, you're already okay, like fairly good at something. Great. But majority of things that you need to do in life that are going to get you anywhere, you're not going to be good at when you start. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're going to require effort. They're going to require probably failing at first or yeah. probably doing a bad job at first, even if you're trying hard. But if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to try the things you're bad at and start improving on them and growing through them and, and learning the lessons, you ain't going to get nowhere. You're not going to get better unless you're willing to put yourself out there and potentially fail. And bringing it back to high school is most kids are willing, more willing to play it safe for, um, for the purpose of trying to fit in than they are willing to put themselves out there for the risk of failing and looking stupid because looking stupid is bad for yep. your social status. And think, let, let's let's take that. That's a very simple to understand principle. Yeah, we can see kids doing that in the playground and music, right? Very simple. Let's go a few years ahead to someone who's in a job they don't like and they've got this idea, this urge, this passion to do more and they want to go like step out. Yep. But now if they quit their job and they do something different to their peers, same concept, right? It's no different. Oh, right. now I've got to, now they, I'm going to show everyone that I'm trying with this, this business venture or this new idea, this new path. Everybody else is doing this. I'm going to be the odd one out who steps out and does this. Oh, what what are, what are people going to think if I fail at it? And I look bad at it. Right. Like that is the real life outcome of 
that mindset that we develop in year eight, not trying in PE because yeah. I might look bad at kicking a soccer ball. That's how it manifests in the world. And then people get to fucking 34 and haven't enjoyed what they've done for 12 years and wanted to change, yeah. but never changed. I've never had the, uh, you know, the ability and the confidence to go and do it. Cause what if I look stupid and what if I don't fit in all my friends, what, if, what are my family going to think of me if I do it? That's like right. that's the real world, like how that all manifests though, yeah. which is really important. Right. That's and right. that's going to leave people like misery. Yeah. So unless people come to a different sort of realization that, you know, taking on this more of a growth mindset that it doesn't matter if they fail because they're going to get better at it. They're going to learn these lessons, these important lessons that they'll need to get good at something. Then they're going to have a bad they're going to have a much higher likelihood of, of having a bad life experience because they weren't willing to step out, um, get that confidence to try whatever it is that they wanted to try, follow their passions, even if they might have been potentially bad at it, not knowing what to do, then they are going to need to be, um, they're going to have a bad time. They don't get that growth mindset. You're not going to have a good time. You're going to have a bad time. Dude, I, I one of this, I, I, you know, I have my encyclopedia of expressions in my brain, right? I'm very impressed by this encyclopedia. Dude, I'm, I'm a machine at it. I should, you know, anyway, I, should, I need an expression. My expressions. Um, one that stuck with me when I first opened the gym, courage is the opposite of conformity. Mm. So courage is, is a lot just about doing something everybody else is not doing and not conforming to what everybody else thinks everybody else does. Right. Courage is, not, is, is a big element of that. It's just going, I realize everyone's doing this, but I'm going to do something different. For whatever reason, I believe in myself. I've been shown another way. There's this, there's this, you know, we just caught up with a really good friend called Blake and he talked about a concept of blind faith. There has right. to be a little bit of maybe blind faith of like, you know what, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And some part of me is scared by that. Some part of me is like, there's this fear in there. Maybe you can't even define what you're scared of, but there's an element of fear, but you do it anyway. Realizing that whatever that fear is, is probably not that big a deal. Yeah. So... Man, like that that expression really helped me when I was stepping out into the gym because I was battling, like you probably did, with imposter syndrome. You know, should I really be doing this? No one else is doing this. Um, is it going to work? What do people think if I fail? And I had to really tell myself, like, this is this is courage. It's yeah. going to require courage to do something different. Definitely. Um, and I think that appeared in our lives. Um, you know, we did the do. We went to high school and, you know, we conformed. Yeah, we went to a selective high school where a very large percentage of the people were progressing onto university. And, you know, we sure we didn't know much else of what, what was out there besides going to uni after that. But at the same time, it was it would have been very scary for us to say, well, no, we're gonna we're not gonna go to uni, mum, dad. Um, we wanna try something else. And it wasn't until we got halfway through our degrees where we were like, okay, we have this little urge to do something else, but this is really scary. We know it's going to take courage, um, but this is something that we really want to pursue. So what would you say to people who have found themselves or, or listening to this, feel like they're doing a bit more conforming and want to get a bit more courage? What would you say mm. would be some good advice for them? Then? Get around people and learn from people who are not conforming mm. and realize you're not going to die. <laughs> that is the quickest way I reckon because yeah. you, you can see others. Like imagine like if, if I said to you, I want you to walk across this like, you know, the firewalk Tony Robbins does? Yeah. Imagine if you were the only one in the whole crowd that ever did the firewalk. They were like, all oh, right, you guys chill, but Jake, you're coming up, you're doing the firewalk. How fucking scared would you be? But imagine if you do it and 180 people have already done the firewalk. Yeah. None of them have died. They're all cool. They're all high-fiving at the end and you're like, it's my turn. Yeah. Are you, you going to do it? You probably are. So, if, and, and even though that's in some way conformity, right? My point is, 
if you want to step out and do something that seems different, it's probably not the most different thing ever. Yeah. Find someone who has gone through that or be Someone's around people that aren't conforming and, and it can do, and you'll realize you're no different to them. It's not that scary. You're not going to die. Yeah. And you'll on some level give yourself permission because I guess you're conforming to them, but someone's done it and it doesn't seem that crazy and different. Yeah. You've got to be around people who think that way. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to, you know, as, as everyone says, you'd average the five people you hang around with, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If you don't do that, you're going to end up keep doing what everyone else yeah. around you does. You're more likely going to conform because that's all you know. Mm. It's almost like you don't know any different. But mm. I really like that point, um, you know, of getting around other people and following people who've done what you want to do because, you know, so if you want to do something, if you've come from a certain circumstance, there's almost always been someone in that similar position or, or a worse off position than you who's done what you want to do. Unless you're trying to create something completely new, like put people on Mars like Elon Musk is, someone's probably done what you're trying to do or what you want to be doing. So I think finding those people who have done that is great advice. You know what's really funny about that, that firewalk um, mm -hmm. analogy is that I actually did something like that. There was a- um, And the was, board breaking? Yeah, the board breaking. Yeah. So there's a, um, a great speaker who's, uh, I can't remember her name now, but she's written a book. It's called uh, Think Five Seconds of Courage or something similar. Um, she overcame cancer. She was really into martial arts. Really cool story. Um, but there was this um, personal development event that was on at, um, by the head office at the gym that I was working at at the time. Um, and she had this wooden board and we wrote on it all of our limiting beliefs on one side um, and then all of our like hopes and dreams or something on the other side. And this was like a whole group of like 20, 30 people. And she said, all right, now one of you is going to break it. And then when she said that, you could tell like the whole room kind of shifted. You could tell the mood shifted. Everyone was kind of like, oh shit, is someone actually going to have to break this? Man, I remember you telling me this is the fucking best story <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, go on. And I, and I was just thinking to myself, you know what? That'd be really fucking cool if I did this. And, and I knew if I put up my hand with confidence, something in me knew that she was going to pick me. And when she said, all right, now I want you to raise your hand if you want to do this. No one else raised their hand or at least not initially. And I, I just, you know, calmly and slowly raised my hand up. And then she saw me. She saw the look in my eye that I had the belief that I could do it. And she picked me. And so inside I was, I was freaking the fuck out still. And I was like, I don't even know if I can actually do this. But I figured that, you know, Someone has broken this board before. Like this is the thing that she actually does. She goes around, does speaking. And she always picks one person out of the crowd um, to do it. So I was like, logically, I know I can do this, but I've never done anything like this. I haven't done a martial art before. But anyway, I got my five seconds of courage. Even despite the doubts that I had about whether I could break it or not, I was still nervous. I have a video of it. You can actually see the look on my face. It's like a mixture of nerves and focus. Um, Got up there, she showed me quickly how to do it, the technique, and it was like a, a, a three, two, one countdown, and I just went, pop, board broken, and like the feeling afterwards of me actually getting that five seconds of courage, going out and doing that thing that I wasn't even sure that I could do, was like one of the best rushes that I've ever, ever felt, and it was like insane. I still have that board in my office. It's really, really cool. That story has so much... We could dissect that story for two hours. It's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant what she does. I was supposed to be want to do something with the boys. Like, you know, talk about like, ideas with yeah. the boys, like, get a board that to break. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's, I think the main thing to highlight from that story is you were nervous because you're putting yourself out there in front of a crowd of people 
to do something. By definition, you, you're trying now. Yep. As we said, that's really scary. Um, but I guarantee you, and correct me if I'm wrong, was everyone rooting for you? Yeah, they were. They like, wanted you to succeed. And when you did it, how yeah. excited were they probably? Yeah, it was. I, it was I would imagine crazy. if I was in the crowd, I would have been so pumped the person who did that, right? It was crazy. The energy of the room is insane. And we have this false belief that who knows where it comes from, that if we put ourselves out there and we fail, we are going to get judged. Mm. When most of the time, when you put, at least as an adult, maybe when you're 14 in the playground, yeah. maybe there's a, maybe that's one time I'm doing. Most of the time as an adult, when you put yourself out there around other somewhat mature adults, they're secretly rooting for you because they want you to do well because they understand how scary it is yeah. that you have gone up and you are putting yourself out there. In that case, physically, maybe metaphorically, it's something you're doing, right? And they actually want you to succeed. And, but in our brain, we're like, what if they judge me? What if it's wrong? Yeah. That is why you're nervous. That's why you're nervous. And what you're nervous about does not actually exist. The, the, it's almost the opposite. They want you to win. And if you failed, I bet you people would have felt even more for you if you failed because yeah. they would have then – everyone can – humans can empathize. They would have empathized with getting up and trying yeah. and failing. Yeah, they me. probably would have liked you even more if you had failed, Yeah. right? Like that is the crazy concept to take away from this and realize like – Success is not this finite resource and we should root for everyone. And when you get through the ego, the only person that wouldn't root for you doing that is so insecure in themselves and so upset with themselves and then their lack maybe of putting themselves out there that they wanted you to fail because then they're like, oh, well, if he fails, I'm not so sure. So once we get past people who think like that and you realize there's an abundance of success and things in the world, you want other people to win Yeah. because you're like, if they can do it, I can do it. I want them to succeed. I want us to see we all can have a good fucking life. It's not finite. Um, and when you, when you realize that's the way that most mature adults should be in the world, and, and some people probably aren't, but yeah. that would be a good life lesson to start with as well. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's such a crazy principle, that's right? Really There's powerful. so much good stuff and, to dissect in that. that. We, we often, we think the worst case scenario. It's like if I put myself out there, either, like you said, metaphorically or physically, you know, everyone's going to judge me or whatever. But really, you're right. That whole room of people, they were rooting for me. They were supporting me. And they lost it when when I broke through that board and that had that amazing moment. They were supporting me. And so I think if we can actually think about what's what's the best case scenario rather than the worst case scenario, you know, is everyone really gonna judge me if I fail or will, will they be supportive and empathetic because I put myself out there? And to go one step further, will I inspire people if I do it? Because that probably inspired people to want to do it themselves or do more. Yeah. Like when we get past that false belief that they're actually judging us, realize they're probably rooting for us and they're not judging us. We're judging ourselves. We're worried about ourselves. Yeah. We realize we now have the ability and the opportunity if we succeed in that to inspire people. And that's fucking cool. That'll juice yeah. you up for a long time in life if you can realize that now you simply stepping into what you were afraid of and doing it yeah. is probably going to inspire other people to do it because we're all humans. We all have the same fucking fears and when one person conquers it, it gives us permission and, and the ability and realization we can conquer our own. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Not like the uncool kids. That was a good ending. We should have ended on that. And that's cool. It was <laughs> Carlito. That's cool. And that's cool. Oh, man. Dude, that was, man, that went some good places. There's some good shit in there, guys. I, I hope like you enjoyed it. that. Um, some stuff really just to kind of sit on and think, you know, and I'd say the practical application is, hey, what's, what's those one or two things that you maybe haven't done? out of a place of, I don't want to be seen to try too hard. Yeah. I, I'm worried people think, find them and just, you don't need to do them, but lean into them. Like just a little bit at a time. It doesn't need to be this grand, I'm going to fucking start this whole new thing. Just lean into them a little bit yeah. more. Take a trial class of something. Just go read a book about something. Just lean into that 
maybe out of your comfort zone yeah. in these sort of topics we're talking about. What's the low-hanging fruit for you that's going to allow you to step out of that fear of standing out and stepping into something that you maybe want to experience a bit more of, want to share a bit more of, um, and want to do a bit more of in your life? Boom. So good. Um, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. I want you to download the audio, put on a USB, and give it to your friends right now. In you have nice 10 seconds. Packaged and I'd like the USB to have both of our faces on it too. <laughs> Deal? Deal. Okay. But share with your friends. Subscribe if you're enjoying it because you'll get notified every time one of these uh, incredibly insightful and humble podcasts comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so subscribe. Tell all your buddies if you're enjoying it. And look out for us on our next episode where we bring in our special guest. Jake, make up a guest quick. Make someone Santa. up. Ooh, I like it. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, guys. We, we've got to go. Um, but yeah, if you're, on, if you're on iTunes, it would mean a lot to us if you give us a five-star rating. And that is it for this episode, guys. We'll see you next time. Laters. I keep them coming back. We keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution. I'm like Atlantic. I got them pretty.